All right, we're back. Hey. Welcome back from Montgomery, Alabama. It's Thursday. Thursday's thoughts. Um, yes. I've got my questions. I think we missed this with uh, Bill P. Smith, Bill, yeah. last week. Um, okay, Kurt, you've got a question for me. And again, these are unrehearsed. Yes. So when you're on the road trip, the five-hour road trip. Yes. Okay. Who does the driving, you or Ashley? I do. Okay. All right. How, in what is your mode of staying focused? And it, does Ashley run interference for all the children? And you're kind of in your zone. Are you talking to Ashley? Are y'all talking? Or are you like, you got the earphones in, you're listening to music? Or what's, what's your what's your mood there? <laughs> Probably um, a combination of everything you just said. Okay. So when we left on um, Thursday, it was after lunch. And mm-hmm. we, we kind of have some quiet time. Mm-hmm. anyway after lunch typically mm-hmm. and so uh the two oldest were into some books and um our youngest was kind of falling asleep and mm-hmm. uh it had been a long night and so Ashley was going to get a nap so i put in some headphones right when we got in and i was listening to some podcasts um but then yeah when, when things are crazy i'm jumping in trying to handle it ashley's also doing that too so we're kind of you know team mm. dealing with it yeah and then there are times where you know the kids are just kind of chilling and I'm able to have some conversation with Ashley. So who is who has been of your five children? If you if you can say, when they were younger, all right. I mean, because obviously Sarah and Sam. I mean, um, wait. Sarah, Samuel. Sarah yeah. and Samuel are going to be your best travelers because they're older. You yeah. know what I mean, but when they were younger, when so taking them all at like a young age, who's the toughest traveler, <laughs> at, 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 and who's maybe like the easiest traveler? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to think about that. And to be honest, I don't know if I'd want to say that on record. Just to, yeah, not not bother them years down the road as they check out this podcast. Yeah, I don't (laughs) think that's going to happen. But um, so, Kurt, yeah, here's my question for you. Okay. Okay, I'm here for a wedding this weekend. Yeah. How many weddings have you performed? Have I performed? Yes. Uh, I have solo performed one wedding. And I have combination performed He's he's counting just the awkward Sorry. silence there. At least four off the top of my head. At least four. Okay. I haven't been keeping count. Yourself? Um, I think it's about that. It's three or four. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm not an ordained teaching elder, so I cannot do one solo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got a tag team it. Yeah, well I've 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 been involved. There's been several people from home and family members who I've been involved in their wedding in some way, shape, or form. Right. So and I think there's like four or five of those. And then I was asked to perform a wedding for two people I didn't even know. Um this is actually kind of a fun story, but uh, their uncle was supposed to perform the wedding. This was when I was serving at Lawndale Presbyterian in Tupelo. And uh, they were not members of our church, but they'd asked to use our church. And they'd done um, counseling with our senior pastor. And their uncle, who was a minister, uh, a Baptist minister, was going to perform the wedding. They were going to use our church. And uh, their uncle got the flu the week of the wedding. Hmm. So, And our senior pastor was gone out of town. So they called me on Thursday. They're getting married on Friday. They called me on Thursday and said, 
Bill, our senior pastor, called me and said, look, I, these people check out. They're okay, but they're in a real bind here. Could you do this wedding? And so Thursday, I drove to the church and I met them. Um, I will never forget their names. You would expect, you would hope like, you know, John and Jane Smith as your first wedding. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but no, no. How about Travis and Jessica Sartalamaki? Um, <laughs> and I performed their wedding. And uh, I had one of the best opening lines of any sermon ever. Um, I think I can remember it. I, uh, I, I said, Travis, Jessica, it feels like we met just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and did everyone know you? Yes, just and, and everyone that slayed. That slayed. So yeah, and uh, that was the only one that I've ever had to do all by myself that I can I can think of. So um, yeah, I guess you know, five or six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you tuned in on Tuesday, you know we're having a uh, shorter episode, and we're having some extended discussion on just kind of trash on the table, if you know that segment of our, our podcast. We've got just a few random uh, things we're going to be discussing. So we'll, we'll get into that after this uh, short little break. All right, Kurt. So we ended talking about just some of the hypocrisy in our culture specifically uh, just with the NBA some statements that were made and um, you said you wanted to pick up on some of that today well I just wanted to alert people to something that I think is important um, we support a lot of missionaries in uh, in different places and one of the missionaries who I'm not going to name for safety reasons but some of the missionaries that we support are through Wycliffe Bible Translators and uh, they are working uh, to translate the Bible into the Uyghur language. Now, Uyghur is U-I-G-H-U-R, okay? And I mentioned... Hey, when, when you look towards your computer, I don't know if I can pick you up. All right, so. U-I-U-I-G-H-U-R. <laughs> and uh, they are a, uh, a Muslim... Uh, population in uh, central China and uh, they are an agricultural people and the Chinese government is, I mean, there's been plenty of evidence that the Chinese government is kind of not, not only repressing them, but almost exterminating them. Hmm. And uh, there are people who are working to get the Bible in their language and to reach uh, the Uyghur people. And uh, I think it's, uh, so U-Y-G-H-U-R, you can Google them, and uh, you can find out a lot about who they are and where they come from. And uh, there's a lot of, there's some good uh, Christian missions to those people who I think are, um, it would be worth your time to investigate. So I just want to mention that right off the bat. I, we've, I failed to mention it in the second uh and when we were talking about the NBA and, and mm-hmm. the Chinese controversy, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Kurt, something I was going to bring up in, in light of all that you're talking about, this is, you know, fairly trivial. And so I was reluctant to bring it up, but I did see the new movie Joker. Oh, that that's been, I'm in, interested. Okay. That's been in the, 
headlines a lot lately. I know mm-hmm. that um, I'm fairly certain it was the largest opening weekend of any movie in, in October. So mm-hmm. it might, might have been like 93 million. And that's a lot for any movie, but for an R-rated movie especially. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of shattered box office records. I mean, there was a lot of hype about this movie because... Um, it, when it premiered at some when it premiered at some uh, movie festival, I cannot remember which one, but it had an eight minute standing ovation. Um, so there's been a lot of yeah focus on this on this movie. I, I mean, it, it's been interesting. Oh, it must be really good. And here's how I know that it's really good: <laughs> is I just went to Rotten Tomatoes, John, and the and the critic score is 68. And the audience score is 90. And you know what that tells me? It's a really good movie. But it must it must offend some sensibility that we're not allowed to have anymore um, or do. So it's got to, it must be awesome. Um, Honestly, I, I don't really like Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really keep, I see, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. For sure. like I don't like critics, it either. But I, yeah. that's, that. I, whenever I see like critic low, audience high, it must be awesome. <laughs> there's, there's, there must be something really fun or cool about it. Well, so. I, I probably, yeah. Push back on that uh, for sure. It's let me just go ahead and say up front. I mean, it is a very dark movie, and some people might think, okay, yeah, the Heath Ledger Joker was dark, and it was. I mean, the, the Dark Knight trilogy was was definitely a darker, grittier take on the, the comic book, but kind of ca- captured the comic book um, tone. Uh, this one, I mean, th- there was no levity at all. Um, I mean, there's no, it is, it's, it's hard to watch. I mean, it's, it's kind of depressing. Um, it definitely deals with, you know, some, some abuse and some just rough, you know, the rough upbringing. Loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I want to say too, at the same time, there's the, the filmmaking was good. Joaquin Phoenix's performance was, was great. I mean, there's definitely a lot of Oscar buzz around it and, and i Mm-hmm. Would be surprised if he didn't get a nomination for the movie. Um, very graphic, violent, and, and one scene, uh, particularly a hard-to-watch scene. Um, but part of the reason I bring it up is I, I read an article by Brett McCracken at the Gospel Coalition, and I think the title might be The Joker is on Us um, instead of The Joke. Honest, did you get that card? I did pick it Which, up. Did you know the movie is just called Joker? Joker. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the Joker. Um, but it's interesting in, in the article, he, he definitely was helpful to think through about just how, you know, movies are a mirror, that they reveal, reveal a lot about our culture that we're growing up in. And, you know, he's just raising the question of why is the Joker such a captivating villain? I mean, he's mm. by far the most popular comic book villain. I mean, there's not really a... A close second to, to that. I mean, there's been so many renditions of this character, and you know, as he as he came to life in um, the Dark Knight. I mean, that was a phenomenal performance by Heath Ledger. And sadly, don't forget Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And and it was definitely a stranger take because you're going from the Adam West kind of TV show Joker into okay Tim Burton's, which was still kind of had some of the levity, some of the the goofiness, but then also a darker uh, kind of um, take on, on this character. And so this one is definitely, it gets into just, um, it's kind of a standalone movie. I mean, there's, you know, the Wayne family is in the movie for mm-hmm. sure, but there's no kind of comic book reference uh, in there. But what was interesting too was watching a an interview <clears throat> with Joaquin Phoenix 
uh, I think he was talking to Jimmy Kimmel. And Joaquin talked about how much fun he had making this movie. And he said it in, in a kind of sheepish, guilty way. Like, ah, yeah, this is kind of bad that I had so much fun making this movie because it was such a dark movie. But then to me, the question is, well, what does that say about us, the people who want to go mm. and watch a movie like this? I mean, I'm definitely thinking about, okay, why would I go see <clears throat> a movie about this character that's going to be very dark, going to be very gritty? And so we, we definitely need to see that, you know, there are good elements to it. There's There are some people who have bashed the film and have not <clears throat> enjoyed it at all and have been fairly heavy-handed in their critique. But but us as, as believers to to look at our hearts and to know, yeah, there is this kind of hunger for violence inside of our hearts that um, we, we do... I mean, Kurt, we talked recently about some of the um, kind of serial killer podcasts or the yeah. crime. True uh, crime. True crime. Thank you. Um, what is it about these stories that, we want, that we're intrigued by? And so, yeah, I, I just want to highlight that movie that it's out and it's a big deal and a lot of people are going to see it and the article from the Gospel Coalition. But to say definitely, I mean, children should not be watching this. This is not going to be... And honestly, I don't think they're going to be interested in it. <clears throat> it's a very serious drama uh, for the most part. Um, so anyway, I did enjoy it. It's very gritty. It's very hard to watch in some places, um, but very interesting at the same time. It's kind of one of those I think I want to see again just to reflect a little bit more on it. Yeah, um, I think I, I think one of the reasons why in in every – instance the nicholson joker the ledger joker and now walking phoenix which i haven't seen don't yet. forget jared leto oh yeah i haven't seen that one yeah what is he the joker in suicide squad okay they're most likely going to have um yeah another portrayal with jared leto as the joker he was not good at all and that oh, movie really? was terrible um i heard that suicide squad was bad so uh will smith can't buy a hit these days so <laughs> I'm sure he's fine with it though. Yeah. Um. He's he's living a great life, but uh, I was just gonna say that what uh what's <clears throat> bless you, Kurt. Thank you. Ooh, we need to pause for a second. Yeah. Tissue. Sorry. So I was gonna say the thing about the Joker's that I find interesting is that. They're all lonely. Yeah. Every every Joker has can't have anyone get close to him. I think in the Nicholson one, he has a girlfriend, but he still like offers to kill her in the end in order to save himself. Uh, the Ledger has no one who's close to him. He talks about we don't know what his story is, uh, and then all that I've heard about this movie Joker. Is that he is? Um, he's all alone, yeah. and I think has some mental illness. Yeah, and yeah. I think one of the things that maybe whether it's intentional or unintentional, I think one of the things that those with, that this character is saying to us is is that people are not made to be alone. It's not good that man should be alone. Mm -hmm. Crazy idea, I know. Ancient, <laughs> an ancient solution to a uh, a modern problem, but uh, well, and, and the. They were saying just about this Joker, there, there's definitely some of the backstory you get justifies some of his violent actions and some of just his absolute insanity. But they said what was interesting was with Heath Ledger's Joker, his backstory was always different. He mm -hmm. changed it every time. So you don't know what's him, true. Which made him more 
insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so this actually kind of takes away from some of the mystique. But they said, you know, who knows if the entire movie is just his rendition of what actually happened, and it's not even completely accurate because yeah. he's he's insane. Um, so who knows if there will be a follow up? I know they kind of wanted to do a one off on this, but with the success and the interest in this character, you know, there there might be a follow up. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I know yeah. they said that. Also, back in the day in the comics, there was, um, yeah, anyway, we won't go down that. Well, the takeaway, I was just going to say the takeaway is, is that the most fundamental building block of society is not the individual. Because the individual, it's not good to be alone. The most fundamental building block of society is the family. Mm-hmm. And many of the problems that we see in the West today are because we have said that the individual is the building block of society when really it's the family. Mm-hmm. That it's not good that we should be alone, but we're made to grow up in community. Um, doesn't mean that everyone has to be married or that everyone has to have kids, but we're made to be together. We're not made to be all on our own. And it, it says it right there at the beginning of the scriptures. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good, Kurt. Well, look, um, anything else you want to bring up? Just kind of uh, trash on the table? Thoughts? Something that's going on? Kind of current event? No, uh, not really. I will say that uh, I... Uh, I, my mother got her knee replaced and I went up to this, it was in Birmingham and I went to the, it was in Andrews where, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the, all the big time athletes and my mom (laughs) get worked on. So, uh, she, it's coming together. They, uh, but it's crazy. The nurse told me they do 8,500 knee replacements a year at that place. Wow. You just do the math on that. It's astounding. So um, that's 17, that's 17 a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Sounds. But how long, how long do you think the actual surgery took? Okay. When you say She's getting surgery, one knee replaced. Showing up to leaving? No, no, no. How long was she, did, this, did they operate on her? I am going to guess 45 minutes. That is close. It was 32 minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. They Now, when they replace your knee, they saw off a part of your femur and a part of your tibia and fibia and place on it uh, the bionic knee, the replacement knee. Lots of people have this done. Um, 32 minutes to do wow. that. Now, she had to go beforehand and they did some kind of like laser x-ray or whatever where like her joint that she received was like particularly tailored for her and for her body like it's a custom and only fits her leg um so and i'm sure that the surgeon had someone you know open her up and sew her back up but the actual procedure of getting it done 32 minutes that's crazy also she was walking that afternoon like she was putting (laughs) weight on it that afternoon wow is that not See, just wild? Yes. I mean, I had neck surgery two years ago, and I mean, they slit my throat open and put a metal plate on my spine, and I was done. But they had to go in from the front? Yes. Yeah. I could see. Do you yeah. still have a scar yeah. right there? Yeah. It's not very big. No. And so you go home before I mean, you're there around breakfast, and you're home yeah. before lunch. And it's like, wow, they just can send you home after that. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say... I'm thankful to grow up in the time where I'm to live in the time when I'm alive. Um, you know, I told mom, I was like, 
you know, she was complaining because it hurt or whatever. And I told her to be tough. Like, I, you know, I told her just to tough it out, you know, and and to quit milking it. But, uh, (laughs) but I said, mom, I was like, aren't you glad that you live in a time when you, when this is even available to you? Yeah. Like they would just put you in a wheelchair, like, or, you know, cut it off. Oh yeah. Or even worse. You know what I mean? Like if it was that painful, like, and we live in a time where my mom who is, you know, approaching 80 years old, um, can just get a brand new, you know, you know, robotic knee. It's not robotic. I don't know what you call it. So anyway, I just think it's really cool. I think it's, she's doing great. Her recovery's going well. She says the physical therapy is pretty tough, but I think she might just be trying to get extra sympathy out of me. <laughs> just extra kidding. scoop of ice cream or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, no, that is amazing. And honestly, I mean, that points to just us, <coughs> the creational mandate, how we were commanded by God uh, to, you know, fill the earth, to subdue the earth, and just modern medical advancements like this are a testimony to that. Uh, so it's pretty awesome. Kurt, look, I know you've got a rehearsal to go to because your two sons are in the wedding. Yeah, ring bearers. Which I've got to say as we're closing this down, are you a little nervous that your sons are going to mess up the entire ceremony? I'm very nervous that my younger son is going to wreak havoc on the service. That my older son is being a ring bearer with him in order to try to prevent that from happening. I don't know if it's within Campbell's powers to withhold... I mean, we're... How old's Grayson again? Two. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought he was a little older. older. That is scary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, they asked. We warned them. They said they wanted it. Okay, so, so listen, everybody. The, this, we'll give an update uh, next yes, week yes. as the, to how The wedding takes place tomorrow at this recording. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we'll have an update. That needs to be not our fun fact. Could that be? Yeah. We've got to come up with another segment at the beginning. So. Yeah. All right, look, thanks for tuning in. I hope this is helpful just to kind of hear some of what's going on and uh, maybe have some thoughts that you can share with others as well. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that line. The what? I'm looking forward to that where they can call in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are still working on that. We have yeah. not given up on that. It does look like Google Voice. shouldn't have advertised it before it was ready. Well, I, that holds us accountable. It makes it makes it happen. So well, look, is it, though? Google, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Google Voice, I think, honestly, I'm just calling random exist. numbers until I get our... <laughs> online keep doing I've got it. about Just halfway keep, through the phone book you can do it yeah, yeah. so keep keep out of people keep calling us uh, we'll get that up soon Kurt this is fun see you John <laughs>